Welcome to Kingdom Leadership. In Matthew 20 and 25, Jesus called his disciples together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentile lord over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not that way among you, but whosoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. God has called us to lead in a way that serves others and advances the kingdom of God. Please join our hosts as they discuss scriptures, principles, and strategies for leading in a way that brings glory to God and blesses you and those you serve. You may also visit us online at IamAKingdomLeader.com to submit your questions or access past episodes. Let's go. Hello, and welcome, Kingdom Leaders. This is Karen Abram. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Kingdom Leadership, where our mission is to train, equip, and prepare you so that you can lead in a way that advances God's kingdom. We want to prepare and equip you to do all that God has called you to do, and for you to do it in a way that fulfills God's promise for you, gives Him glory, and draws others to Him. I'm so excited that you've joined me today. I'm also a little nervous because this is my first podcast episode, so I hope you enjoy it so much that you come back in the future to hear more about kingdom leadership. We're going to spend time covering leadership principles through scripture and the practical application of how we should lead so that we can accomplish all that God has called us to accomplish. Our desire is that any time a leadership opportunity presents itself, that we are all operating as kingdom leaders in a way that gives God glory and advances his kingdom. So thank you again for joining. We are delighted to have you as part of this program and excited that you are now a kingdom leader because by joining this broadcast, you are a kingdom leader. Today, my topic is leading from the inside out. And specifically, this episode will focus on the character of the Christian leader. Let me say that again, leading from the inside out, the character of the Christian leader. I first want to start out by breaking down some of the components of this topic so that we can begin with a common frame of mind. Let's start with leader. When I think of a leader, I think of someone who is in a position of authority or someone who is a role model for others to follow. I consider leader to be a strong and powerful word, and in my opinion, believe that we wouldn't exist as a civilization without leaders. We interact with and experience leaders in all walks of life. Political leaders, business leaders, community leaders, church leaders, educational leaders, family leaders, the list can go on and on. But what does every successful leader have in common? the ability to focus on the task at hand and execute with thoughtful precision. How this execution through people occurs or the individual traits within a leader is what differentiates one good leader from another. My next few radio shows are going to focus on some of these traits. Today's show, however, is focused on character, the character of the Christian leader, and specifically where character comes from. I'd like to talk about three key areas. One, life experiences. Two, life circumstances. And three, life choices. 
Merriam-Webster officially defines character as the complex or the whole made up of interrelated parts of mental and ethical traits, marking and often individualizing a person, group, or nation. Mental, meaning that there was some thought behind becoming who you are as an individual. And ethical, meaning that there's some internal feelings, values, or heart that is also considered. Keeping those two things in mind, for this segment on the Christian character, I'm going to focus on Joshua as a leader. And our focal scripture will be Joshua 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. It reads from the New Living Translation Bible as follows. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to start off by examining life experiences. When I think about someone's character, I think about what they are made of. Character is something that you are made of on the inside and that people see in you on the outside. It is something that has developed over time based on one's upbringing, interactions, experiences, and teachings throughout their lifetime. While character can be altered or influenced over a lifetime, Live Science, which is a website that offers comprehensive and compelling news and analysis on the natural and technological world, shared a report written by the experts at the University of California in Riverside, which actually established that the traits that will define an individual throughout his or her life can be clearly identified when he or she is as little as seven years old, which tells us that the things that we experienced as a child definitely have an impact in forming the person who we are today. It could range from growing up in a one or two parent home, the neighborhood you grew up in, whether or not you had other siblings, the type of schools you attended, whether you attended church, to information that people said to you about yourself that created your own personal self-esteem, the things you watched on television, the teachers you had in school, or even activities you may have participated in while in school. I think about my own personal upbringing and how it has influenced me and the values that are instilled in me today. I grew up going to church and have attended church for the majority of my life, which has helped to mold my spiritual foundation. 
I grew up in a two working parents home, which number one, instilled the importance of work and responsibility, but also the importance of family and marriage. As I think about the most simple thing, like the TV shows that I watched during that time, they were the Brady Bunch, Good Times, I Love Lucy, all reinforcing the two married parents in the home. I took many lessons while growing up, ballet, tap, piano, accordion, gymnastics, to name a few. And not that I'm an expert in any of them today, but it certainly provided me with some exposure and it's probably what has led to my love of music and dance today. I participated in school activities and experienced my first leadership role by serving as student council president in the sixth grade at my elementary school. And today I'm a senior leader at my job and have a staff of over 70 employees who work with me. Growing up, role models, watching TV, people who have influenced us throughout our lives, character is influenced and developed through various life experiences. In our focal scriptures, we learn that Joshua followed Moses since his youth. He had the experience of being in close proximity to the Lord through Moses. Specifically, he would remain or man the tent after Moses would finish meeting with God. So his character and specifically his awareness and knowledge of God and all of his works began its development while he was still young. He was first mentioned in the Bible when Moses called upon him to lead the Israelites in a battle against the Amalekites. In Exodus 17, verses 8 through 13, he fights on behalf of Moses and leads Israel to victory. Since we're talking about kingdom leadership, I want to make mention of a slight recognition moment that God had related to Joshua's victory. Verse 14 reads, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. I just had to throw that plug in here because even the Bible acknowledges how we as leaders should recognize others for their efforts. But back to Joshua and his life experiences, he reappears in Exodus 24:13, where he climbs Mount Sinai alongside Moses. It says that Moses selected Joshua, his aide, where they stayed 40 days and 40 nights to confirm the covenant with God. 40 days and 40 nights with one person? Can you imagine the conversations they probably had? But anyway, later in Exodus 32, Joshua warns Moses of the noise that comes from the camp below where Israel engages in idolatry. He's next mentioned in Exodus 33:11 in the tent of meeting where the Lord would speak with Moses. As previously mentioned, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Think of all this life experience that Joshua received as being the young aide to Moses. He had seen, heard, and even experienced the many works of God, which helped to make him into the leader that God wanted him to be. Moses' successor. Who has been a great influence of character in your life today and helped groom you into the leader that you are? Are you surrounding yourself daily with people that are promoting positive life experiences for you and even more specific positive Christian values? Those are a couple of questions to ponder that we'll get back to later in this episode. For now, we've explored life experiences and recognize how they mold our character. But how does your character from your upbringing start to reveal or even possibly alter itself as you grow older? Well, as we get older, 
we either continue to enhance or sometimes weaken our character through these things known as life circumstances. So let's talk about that for a moment. We encounter situations every day in life, some good, some bad, some just okay, but it's our response or repeated actions to those situations that characterize who we are as an individual. Many of us still have or have gone through struggles in life, whether it's an addiction, bad relationship, swearing, lying, stealing, financial troubles, not having a job. Any of this sound familiar? Well, no one has the perfect life. We all have trials and tribulations in some form or fashion. They are tough to get through. We can either pretend they're not really there or tackle them head on. The main thing, however, is that we cannot ignore them. Let's dig into Joshua's story a bit more and see what happens when he was faced with a life circumstance. In our focal scripture, starting at verse 3, we hear the Lord saying, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates rivers in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. In the Bible, Joshua is best known for his victory at the Battle of Jericho in Joshua chapter 6. However, after defeating Jericho, starting in Joshua chapter 7, the Bible tells the story of a man named Akan who had stolen some of the dedicated items for the Lord's house, gold, silver, bronze, those things that were sacred to the Lord. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Joshua sent some of his men to spy out the town of Ai. And when they returned, they told Joshua there was no need for all of them to go down to attack Ai since there were only a few of them. It wouldn't take more than two to 3,000 men to attack Ai. Well, unfortunately, when the attack occurred, the men of Ai chased the Israelites as they retreated and killed some of the men And now the Israelites were fearful, and it actually states that their courage melted away. Joshua tore his clothes, fell um, uh, to the earth on his face, and started crying out to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you were going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? And pretty much when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? Well, hold on a minute. What just happened here? A life circumstance came about for Joshua and he forgot all that the Lord said about no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I want to interject some thought leadership here from John Mertz who was an author and one of the top 100 thought leaders. He wrote an article titled, What Builds Character? In this article, he notes that character in many ways is a combination of our mind, soul, and backbone. We need to work through our thoughts and pick the ones that matter. We need to understand how the trials are impacting our soul and take the necessary steps to protect and grow. We need to know when to stand up, move on, or protect. Well, in the next verses, you'll hear what happened. The Lord said to Joshua, verses 10 through 12, 
Get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Well, this life circumstance for Joshua went immediately from his mind, thinking the men of Ai would defeat them, to his soul, the Lord saying he must destroy the things among him that were set apart for destruction, or the Lord would not remain with him any longer, to now it's time for Joshua to stand up and protect. In other words, get some backbone. The commands to be strong and courageous in Joshua 1 verses 6, 7, 9 define Joshua's mission early on. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we need to get a backbone because we automatically consider ourselves to be defeated. But Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul wrote these words while facing some of the worst trials of his life. God gives us strength in ways that go way beyond the good times and the everything is okay moments. James chapter one, verses two to four says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Christ gives us the strength to not only endure the tough times, but also to grow during them. Lastly, in Mark 13, 13, Jesus said we would be hated. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. We will face trials and suffering on earth. There will be haters. But Romans 5, 3 to 4 says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. When we face trials, true character is formed, the Christian character that pushes us to grow through life circumstances. Through experience and affliction, God strengthens our character. Which leads us to our last area of focus, life choices. Thinking back to the area of life experiences, there were many decisions that our parents made for us as we were growing up. What school you went to, where you lived, what you would eat. But as we got older, gathered more knowledge and experienced life a bit, we learned how to choose between the options placed in front of us and make our own choices. When you think about the choices we make daily, each choice and action we take can either add or detract from our character. Those choices extend from what we are feeding our minds daily, those knowledge-based inputs, to how we respond, our actions or outputs which can be habit-building and ultimately form our character. I regularly listen to an internet radio show where Pastor Rudy, who is a co-pastor of St. John's United located in downtown Houston, and he's also an author and humanitarian, he provides this saying, watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become your actions. Watch your actions because they become your habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. And watch your character because... It can become your destiny. Choices are the building blocks of our lives. And despite all the mistakes one makes, a new day brings with it, it brings with it 
new opportunities, and a whole new world of choices. So back to Joshua's story, the Israelites end up defeating Ai and Joshua's covenant with the Lord was renewed. And as the chapters continue, Joshua goes on to defeat the remaining land as noted in verse four of our focal scriptures. Remember, God told him to, starting in verse six, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. In all, there were 31 kings that Joshua and the Israelites conquered. And because Joshua made the choice to be obedient to the Lord, he received his inheritance And from that, to make a long story short, the 12 tribes of Israel were formed. So let's stop and examine Joshua's leadership for a moment and some of the traits he exhibited that made up his character. To name a few, we heard strong and courageous three times in our focal scriptures. He was also obedient, well-respected among his people, courageous, a risk taker, had endurance, perseverance, rewarded his people, Does that sound like a character of a leader that others would want to follow? The shepherd of the Lord's flock leads by modeling godliness and righteousness in his own life and encouraging others to follow his example. Of course, our ultimate example and the one we should follow is Christ himself. The Apostle Paul knew this when he said in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The Christian leader is one who follows Christ and inspires others to follow him as well. What positive daily choices are you making that are building your habits or Christian character? In any given day, we should have more positive character choices and actions than negative ones. Recognize those positive choices that you that are building a positive character in you and go do those things as often as you can. That positive character is what will help you make it through the tough times and tough decisions. Second Peter chapter one, verses five through eight gives us a list of things Christians or kingdom leaders should pursue that reflect godly character. It says, for this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can develop our character by one, controlling our thoughts. As stated in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is mad, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We can develop our character too by practicing Christian virtues. Again, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 6, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. We can develop our character three 
by guarding our hearts. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And finally, we can develop our character four by keeping good company. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So based on what we've covered today, here are some things to reflect on. I asked earlier, who has been a great influence of character in your life and helped to groom you into the leader that you are? Are you surrounding yourself daily with people that are promoting positive life experiences for you and even more specific, positive Christian values? How are you investing in your own character? Is your character reflected in how you serve the kingdom? One of the questions that I always reflect on when considering my own character is, what will people say about me after I pass? I know that sounds like a morbid thing to think about, but character is one of the most important things you have and how others perceive you or what they think about you, it's real. Another self-reflection is what do you do when no one is watching? Those are actions and are behaviors that tell you the kind of person you are on the inside. Again, leading from the inside out, leading from the heart based on your character as a Christian leader. Take some time and think about how you are living your life. What things are you putting into your soul each day that feeds into your character? Who you are as a child of the king. If you don't like the responses that you're telling yourself, the beautiful thing is that you can change because you have choices. When you think about it, God could have just automatically made us into the perfect character that he wants us to be. But he chose to make us like him capable of making choices that are limited by our knowledge and character. This requires that we learn right from wrong and that our character develop gradually by our decision decisions under God's guidance and assistance. He is not finished with us. We are still his workmanship. I love this song by Brian Courtney Wilson called A Great Work. And to ad lib, it basically says, don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps so you can walk into your season. God is faithful to perform. He's doing a great work in you. Isn't that wonderful? And as long as we are humans, our character is not firm. It is not permanent. We can change our minds and behavior. We can make mistakes and learn from them. We can learn from the fruits of our right and wrong choices. God can change your character and make you into the kingdom leader he has called you to be. In Ezekiel Chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So the first step to becoming a kingdom leader is being adopted into the family of Christ. So if you don't know Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior, We encourage you to pray this prayer with us today to invite him into your life. Christ is not going to push his way, but the word says he stands at the door and knocks waiting for us to answer. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Do you agree with everything you've heard so far? If you do, 
Don't wait a moment longer to start your new life in Jesus Christ. This prayer is a great reminder to me of the sacrifice and perfect gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This prayer is not a magical formula. You are simply expressing your heart to God. Pray this with us right now. Father, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry. And now I want to turn away from my past sinful life towards you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and here's my prayer. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. Come into my heart, be my Savior, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've prayed this prayer of salvation with true conviction heart, you are now a follower of Jesus. This is a fact, whether or not you feel any different. Religious systems sometimes may have led you to believe that you should feel something, a warm glow, a tingle, or some other mystical experience, but the fact is you may or you may not. But if you pray the prayer of salvation and meant it, you are now a follower of Jesus. And the Bible tells us that your eternal salvation is secure. So what's next? I'm going to reference back to our focal scriptures and specifically verses 8 and 9 where God gave Joshua this directive. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, praise God. We want to celebrate with you. So write us and let us know how you are doing. Find a great Bible teaching, Christ-believing group of believers that you will love and that will love you, teach you, and hold you accountable so we can all learn and grow together. If you have any questions, want to share comments or feedback, or even hear a replay of this or prior episodes, please visit us at www.iamakingdomleader.com, all one word, iamakingdomleader.com. Thank you again for joining Kingdom Leadership. We are all kingdom leaders. We look forward to having you with us next time so we can continue to grow into the kingdom leaders God that has called us to be. I love you and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for joining Kingdom Leadership and we pray you were blessed by today's discussion. You can find us next week at the same place, same time. You may also visit us online to access past episodes and submit questions for future shows by visiting IamAKingdomLeader.com. God is calling us to lead in a way that gives Him glory, attracts others, and advances His kingdom. God bless you.